afternoon. This is Jennifer Scheich, and we just finished another great Ask Aces on Twitter. Today's chat was on spring cleaning, maintaining your romantic relationship. Our guest today is Dr. Brian Ogalski. He's an assistant professor of human development and family studies here at the University of Illinois College of Aces, where he has been for the last six years. His research focuses on how romantic relationships change over time and across life transitions. So we all know something about relationships, but let's dig into the science. What exactly is relationship maintenance? That's a great question. So I like to think about relationship maintenance much like you would think about maintenance of your car or anything else that you maintain around your household. So anything that you have that you want to last for a long period of time, you need to put in the care, put in the time, and make sure it's continuing to operate in in a positive way. So if you think about that in the relationship context, relationship maintenance then becomes all of the cognitions, the thoughts, the behaviors that you put into your relationship to keep it working or to keep it at the level that you want it to be at. And it's important that we think about the level that the partners want it to be at because people have, uh, across relationships, people have different motives and they have different uh, desires for where they want their relationships to go. So do either similar personalities or different personalities thrive better in romantic relationships? So this is a good question, and this is where a lot of scientific, uh, a lot of the science focused on uh, 30 or 40 years ago, this notion that either birds of a feather flock together or people who are more like each other will do better, or the notion of opposites attract, that you need somebody who's complementary to you in order for, for your relationship to really thrive. And what we know at this point in time is that neither of those two theories really maps onto long-term relationship success success or failure. So it is true that people tend to date and even marry people who they are similar to, but that's not necessarily a predictor of whether the relationship is going to do well or not. And the principal reason for that is that people tend to be surrounded with people who they're similar to, and therefore their pool of possible uh, mates or possible dating partners, possible marital partners, are already similar to them on the front end of things. So how do you care for your relationship over time? So there are a lot of different ways that we can engage in successful relationship maintenance. And important to that question is the notion of change over time. So early on in relationships, there are a lot more threats that can, um, well, that can threaten whether or not the relationship continues. So things like other alternative partners. So those in early dating relationships are trying to navigate a pool of possible partners, and they may be uh, attending to those more frequently than somebody who's been in a relationship for a long time or maybe who has married uh, and is 20, 30 years into their relationship. So those kinds of threats can be things like alternative partners. Another line of work that's important to think about is what we call positive illusions, And this is the notion that we are threatened quite a bit by feeling average in our relationships. So successful development and long-term avoidance of breakup is quite strongly predicted by the degree to which we engage in these positive illusions. So what does that mean? That means that we think about ourselves, we think about our partners, and we think about our relationships as better than those that are around us or better on better than them on average. So it's, a, again, an, an illusory belief. 
So it may not be true per se, uh, objectively, but it's true to us and it's true to our relationship partner and that goes a long way. So those are some of the threats that occur early in relationships. Other sorts of threats could be things like conflict, things like uh, a cheating partner um, that we can try to work through. But as we work over time, we, we like to see kind of a transition into what, what we call uh, relationship enhancement maintenance strategies. So these are the good things that you do to keep your relationship going well, as opposed to threat mitigation, which is avoiding problematic outcomes. So relationship enhancement can be anything from positive and open communication to uh, relationship talk. So that's talking about the relationship itself, um, being responsive and supportive of your partner, uh, engaging in joint leisure leisure activity. So the things you like to do, you know, outside of work and outside of um, in your in your spare time with the partner. Things like gratitude and generosity. So feeling feeling happy and satisfied for the things that your partner is giving to you. All of those are relationship enhancement strategies that, that work, uh, work well. And as we, as we move to deeper phases of relationship, we want to see those start coming out. So let's talk briefly about breakup. What are some of the predictors of breakup? All right. Another great question, kind of the corollary to what we were just talking about. Um, so the the best predictor of breakup actually was this um, notion that I was talking about earlier, which is this idea of positive illusions. So those who engage in positive illusions actually are least likely to break up. And this evidence comes from a meta-analysis or an analysis across all the published research in this area predicting relationship disillusion. Um, and that was uh, over 30,000 participants, something like 130 or 140 studies, and positive illusions was uh, was the, the best predictor. Other, other predictors that are high up are things like uh, being committed, demonstrations of love, trust, closeness, feeling satisfied, um, and having uh, support from the social network. Interestingly, things that really don't predict breakup tend to be some of the individual level traits that we think of. Things like uh, personality, so agreeableness or neuroticism, self-esteem. These kind of things actually don't do a tremendous job at predicting breakup. They may predict other things about getting into relationships, but not relational outcomes. And the same for conflict. Conflict in and of itself is not a bad thing. It does not um, suggest that the relationship is going to fail. It's all about how that conflict is handled, which gets back to that notion of relationship enhancement, positive communication patterns, positive conflict management. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to chat with us today about ways that we can maintain romantic relationships. And uh, thanks again. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.